From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Marshall. I am the 2017 election returning officer and I would like to formally announce the results of the ballot. But before I do, I'd just like to thank all the people involved in the counting and the administration of the ballot. Um, the counting was spread over two nights and more than 10,100 votes were counted. It was certainly a marathon effort, with most people staying well beyond midnight on both occasions to ensure that the count was done in a, li- in a timely manner. I'll now formally announce the results. In the first place is Mr Justin giles Clark with 1,182 votes. In second place is Mr Gregory Kelly with 1,114 votes. In third place is Mr David Ford with 1,072 votes. In fourth place... Mr Marcus Burgerland with 955 votes. In fifth place, Mr Peter Clee with 891 votes. In sixth place is Mr Philip Waite with 690 votes. In seventh place, Mr Brian Clark with 687 votes. In eighth place, Mr Ewan McLeod 645 votes. In ninth place is Mr James Linton with 627 votes. In tenth place is Mr Roger Harrison with 611 votes. In eleventh place is Mr Gary Page with 607 votes. In 12th is Mr John Fisher with 563 and Mr Fred Swainston in 13th place with 489 votes. I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for being involved in the election and the members especially. It's lovely to see such a vibrant organisation and so much interest shown by the members in the outcome of the election. I congratulate those who have been elected to the board and for those who didn't make it this year, I look forward to seeing your names up for election next year. Thank you. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Well, with just a little break in the weather, let's get down and hopefully this isn't a soggy edition of WIA and the National News Service for week commencing April 2. And with thanks to John Marshall, the 2017 election returning officer, who kicked off the news this week. ACMA deed with the WIA discussed by the Senate Committee hearing. The Senate Environment and Communications Legislation Committee discussed a range of matters with the ACMA on Friday, March 24, including the contract between it and the WIA for the provision of examination-related services. 
Senator Anne Urquhart, ALP Tasmania, asked for details of the deed of arrangement with the Wireless Institute of Australia for amateur radio accreditation. When was it commenced and for what purposes? In reply for the ACMA, Giles Tanner said there were certain requirements or qualifications that users of amateur licences need to hold. The ACMA has a delegation to the Wireless Institute of Australia in connection with the examination and accreditation of amateur users. Senator Urquhart asked if the deed of arrangement set out governance and reporting standards or requirements for the WIA to meet. Mr Tanner replied, yes it does, but did not have the detail with him. The Senator asked what arrangements the ACMA had to satisfy itself that the governance and licensing arrangements at the WIA were appropriate. Mr Tanner replied that, as with other contracts for provision of services, the WIA had reporting and other requirements. Any complaints from third parties were also carefully investigated. Senator Urquhart asked if the ACMA was aware of concerns about governance and financial processes at the WIA. The Senator referred to the WIA website and the number of fact sheets stating claims the WIA was in trouble with ASIC and ACMA are without foundation. And she read from it. Some WIA members have noted accusations and criticisms on social media and elsewhere and asked that the WIA board make detailed responses to these issues. Many issues are either exaggerated, misrepresented or without foundation. Some statements totally inaccurate. Mr Tanner replied the ACMA was well aware there was a lot of contention within the amateur community around the WIA and there were a number of people seeking changes in the WIA. He expressed no comment or speculation on that, but said the issue of particular relevance to the ACMA was WIA's performance under its contract. The ACMA has assiduously followed up the dimensions of these complaints and concerns that bear on WIA's contractual relationship. He made it clear that the WIA was an independent body that is entrusted with a key contract for delivery of services. It is a perhaps sometimes difficult message to get across to the amateur community, a great wish to find some sort of agency that will deliver a review with particular terms of reference that bear on the grievances and concerns that people have. He said the ACMA was very determined to ensure that the deed was discharged properly. Still around VK and Cap Expo, the old Kingston bus depot. CRARC members Dale VK1DSH, Murray VK1FMDH, Jim VK2JHG, Bob VK1MCK and Amanda VK1WX manned a stall to demonstrate amateur radio. Dale brought along some of his homebrew equipment, 10 GHz test transmitter, 2 meter transceiver, slow scan TV setup and his 630 meter transmitter. Murray looked after VHF and UHF equipment. For the Morse enthusiasts, Jim had a nice selection of Morse keys and keyboard Morse generator. This, of course, attracted the kids and the not-so-young to have a go. Amanda had an HF setup using an Electrocraft K3 and squid pole antenna. Bob had on hand his 40-metre transceiver kit under construction. All were kept quite busy answering questions and demonstrating the gear on hand and handed out a number of applications for the next foundation course and a couple of membership forms, along with club handouts on amateur radio. Like last year, CRARC had a number of inquiries about how to reactivate their lapsed amateur licences, particularly that Morse is no longer required. The team all agreed the effort to man the stall was well worthwhile, and only to attract one new member had the cost of the stall covered. 
It also had the advantage that the team were able to circulate around the other stall holders, found out how the aero modellers managed their batteries to get as much use as possible, bright idea about a hunting bow to fire a line over the trees, and at $3,000 for a hunting bow, other methods came to mind. Australia's first citywide Internet of Things, LoRa Network, was launched in Launceston, March 17. The Tasmanian government has contributed $100,000 to the project, which will see the long-range, low-power, wide-area network rolled out across the city. The wireless open access network is designed to be a resource for organisations such as councils, start-up companies, businesses, schools and government departments. Sensors can be connected to the network to measure such things as water levels, temperature, moisture or movement, or to remotely control equipment. The network will be run out of Enterprise Launceston, the government's IT industry startup hub and incubator. To WIA Board Talk, and WIA names the IARU Region 3 Michael Owen Plark winner. The IARU Region 3 highest scoring single operator at the IARU HF Championship was Hajim Huzaki, JR2GRX, who owns the prestigious Wireless Institute of Australia Plark. The WIA created the plaque for the Region 3 top single operator who uses any mode or bands in the contest, in memory of Michael Owen, who served both the IARU and WIA over many years. The WIA Board of Directors is pleased to announce the fourth Michael Owen plaque as Hajim JR2GRX and has arranged for the trophy to be so inscribed. The plaque for Outstanding Individual Achievement in 2016 will be presented at the JARL Ham Fair in Tokyo, September 2 and 3, by IARU Region 3 Director Peter Young, VK3MV. The IARU HF Championship is held each July for 24 hours and includes the exchange of RST-ITU zone with IARU Member Society Headquarters Stations naming their society. Shortly, we'll hear from Grant VK5GR with more news about the WIA 2017 convention in Handorf, South Australia. But first, focus on compliance, ACMA tune-up presentation. The ACMA recently presented an overview and results of its ongoing work to investigate interference and ensure that equipment used in Australia complies with the law. Attended by industry representatives and the WIA, the tune-up covered the ACMA standards and operational staff activities for the 2016 calendar year. The ACMA staff had found the most attention was on the telecommunication sector, which represented the highest economic and social impact of interference in Australia. A possible review of the compliance principles used may trigger public consultation on whether the priorities in that area could be made more effective. The ACMA issued 309 warnings, held 130 education and awareness sessions with the worst cases resulting in a few prosecutions and infringements. At the open forum session following the presentation, many questions were asked and discussed, ranging from the use of 5G technology to interference mitigation. The WIA raised the issue of wireless power transfer, or WPT, which is on the agenda of the World Radio Communications Conference in 2019, and bulk battery storage power systems. The ACMA indicated it was alert to emerging trends involving these technologies and indicated awareness of some concern that, 
Without adequate standards, they may result in spectrum pollution. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. This is Grant VK5 Golf Romeo with more news about the WIA 2017 convention in Handorf, South Australia. The theme for this year's event is all about inspiring people to explore amateur radio and its diversity. We are promoting the idea that radio is magic to people outside the hobby. We also want to rekindle that magic into new areas of exploration for those of us already engaged in this fantastic hobby of ours. Inspiring new people to take a look at our hobby means inspiring that feeling of wonder and amazement as they realise what they are witnessing. Find and demonstrate something that makes students go wow is the common theme that educators tell us inspires young people to come and take a closer look. As a technical hobby with fantastic community engagement potential, no other individual or group pursuit has the ability to draw together science, community, technology and a spirit of exploration all from your own backyard. To promote these themes, the VK5 Organising Committee is pleased to announce the following special event call signs will be active over the lead-up to the convention weekend. VK5WOW, that is VK5WOW, will be heard on various bands, channels and modes starting from the 1st of April through to the 12th of May. From the 12th of May through to the end of the AGM, the special call sign Victor India 5 WOW will be on the air. There will be a special award available for stations who work one or both call signs as follows. A general award, valid for contacts between the 1st of April and the 21st of May, requires five contacts with VK5WOW or VI5WOW. The contacts must be made on at least two different modes or channels or include at least one contact with the call signs from one of the announced parks activations. The gold award also valid over the same period, requires five contacts with VK5WOW and one contact with VI5WOW. To qualify for the gold award, you must also include a digital data or voice modes contact, that's digital voice modes contact, and contact with a VK5WOW or VI5WOW parks activation. Contacts via HF, voice, digital voice, digital data and CW, VHF, UHF, Microwave, ATV, Moonbounce, Echolink, D-Star, DMR, Fusion, IRLP, Satellite, Balloon Repeater and a whole lot more will count for this award. In fact, any way that you can communicate via amateur radio. The aim here is to encourage people to explore the diversity of the hobby. So time to start scanning the bands and give us a call. Details of how to claim the award will be made available in coming broadcasts and in the May edition of Amateur Radio magazine. This has been Grant, VK5GR, for the WIA Convention Organising Committee 2017. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater networks across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. Hi, I'm Paul. 
VK7 Fox Papa Alpha Hotel. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Amelia Earhart search vessel contacts ISS. AMSAT UK say that Tom Vinson, November Yankee Zero Victor, on research vessel RV Mermaid Vigilance, has made contact with astronaut Shane Kimbrough, Kilo Echo 5 Hotel Oscar Delta, stroke NA1SS on the International Space Station. The Mermaid Vigilance is carrying out a deep water sonar search in the Central Pacific for the lost Lockheed Electra aircraft of aviation pioneer Amelia Earhart. Oscar Echo 17, Alpha Tango Oscar Mike will be active from Austria starting April 21 until April 22nd, operating on HF, VHF and UHF from the only nuclear power plant that never was. The station will be set up inside the reactor hall and control room and there will be a live video stream. The Zwentendorf nuclear power plant was never run owing to the outcome of a national referendum. Another pending special event with an atomic connection is Victor India 5 Antler, operating from Maralinga in South Australia and is planned for September 14 to October 9. That area of northwestern South Australia is where the British carried out atomic tests in 1957 under the codename Project Antler. The ARRL say they are awaiting authorisations. Belize students receive introduction to ham radio. Engineering students at the University of Belize have been given an introduction to amateur radio by members of the Belize Amateur Radio Club, BARC. BARC President Emil Rodriguez, Victor 31 Echo Romeo, encouraged the young students to grasp the opportunities that amateur radio offers to expand their skills in their field of study, mechanical and electrical engineering technologies. Following the BARC ham radio introduction, students and staff members expressed their intention to establish a UB amateur radio club shortly. The establishment of a permanent ham radio station at the UB engineering department would be a first and could greatly enhance the educational capacity of the institution. It would also allow students to contribute to their community by engaging in emergency radio communications during hurricanes that affect Belize. Don't blame your tom-tom. GPS jamming is taking place in Scotland at Loch U, Farade Head and Sennybridge now until April 6. Ofcom reports the jamming will take place during daylight hours and not at times of reduced visibility. Additionally, two low-power GPS jammers will operate intermittently from a Royal Navy platform. Also, NATO's multinational joint warrior training includes the Royal Navy's first large-scale cyber war games. In comments filed on March 20 with the FCC on its own January petition for rulemaking, RM11785, ARRL reiterated its case for a contiguous secondary 15 kHz wide 60 metre band of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz, in addition to the four existing discrete 60 metre channels that fall outside the requested band with a permitted power level of 100 watts EIRP and retention of current operating rules. More than five dozen comments, all supporting the proposed allocation, were filed on the League's petition. ARRL said in its comments that it does not at this time favour any changes in its initial request for a new band. 
The league proposal would implement a portion of the final acts of World Radio Communications Conference 2015, WRC 15, that provided for a secondary international amateur allocation of 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz at a maximum of 15 watts EIRP. ARRL is reaching out to members of the maker movement to explore avenues of cooperation and collaboration and perhaps to recruit some new radio amateurs. Considered an extension of the arts and crafts tradition, the maker movement gained its own magazine, Make, in 2005. The philosophy of the maker movement is reminiscent of an era when radio amateurs built their own equipment rather than buying it off the shelf. Recognising the similar characteristics of radio amateurs and makers, the Ham Radio Exhibition, each summer in Frederickshafen, Germany, has shared space with a maker fair, as maker gatherings are known, for the past few years. Maker fairs in the US have attracted thousands more attendees than even the largest ham fest. Weird and wonderful. Harvard scientists say aliens may be using giant radio beams to travel the cosmos. Two Harvard University scientists are suggesting that mysterious fast radio bursts detected in faraway galaxies may be evidence of aliens travelling through the cosmos. FRBs are extremely bright flashes of radio waves that last for only a thousandth of a second and are detected by earthbound telescopes. Since the first one was observed 10 years ago, 17 have actually been reported, although scientists think there are thousands of them a day. At first, Abraham Avi Loeb said he took a conservative approach to explaining them. It looked like the simplest explanation would be flares from stars in the Milky Way galaxy, said Loeb, a theoretical astrophysicist and chair of Harvard's astronomy department. But then one of the FRBs was localised to reside in a small galaxy at a distance of about a billion light years away, Loeb told the Huffington Post. One light year is about six trillion miles. Essentially, this means FRBs are coming from the edge of the universe and must be brighter than anything else we know. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. WIA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 minute sprint Saturday, May the 6th, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 to 15, Mills on the air. VK Shines, June 10 and 11. Trans Tasman Low Band Contest, 160, 80, 40, Saturday 9 July 15. And start time is 08 hours UTC and finish time is 14 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 5 and 6. WIA's flagship contest and Remembrance Day contest is 12th and 13th of August. Three members of the PA6B contest team will be QRVAZA-PA2LS from Albania until the 29th of March. Throughout 2017, to celebrate the centenary of Finland's independence, Finnish radio amateurs are allowed to use the prefix OF in place of the usual OH. In addition, the special Jubilee call sign OF100FI stroke portable district number will be activated by various amateur radio clubs throughout Finland. 
For QSL information, listen to operator's instructions. The Wild Atlantic Way Irish radio images will be on the air in 2017 with special call signs along a West Coast tourism route that passes through nine counties and three provinces. The Wild Atlantic Way is 2,500 kilometres long on a rugged coast overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Some nine call signs EI11WAW through to EI99WAW will be tied to an Irish county. Each offer a special QSL card and award. Information on the year-long event that starts on January 1 is on the websites qrz.com and the Irish Radio Transmitters Society. VI100TRF Rotarians of Amateur Radio, RAW, in Australia have hit the HF bands for three months from the 26th of February to May 26, with the special event call sign VI100TRF. This to highlight the Rotary Foundation's work over the past 100 years. VI4 Alara July 1 to September 30 to gain recognition for the Alara meet in Cairns, VK4, from September 8 to the 12th. The Treaty of the Danish West Indies, a special event throughout 2017, celebrates the 100th anniversary of the United States Virgin Islands. The EDR Ham Radio Club of Skanderborg will use the call sign OZ100DVI from January 1 until December 31. It marks the centenary of the Treaty of the Danish West Indies, sold to the USA and renamed the Virgin Islands. OZ100DVI will be on all bands and includes solar activity from St. Thomas Island on the Lake Skanderborg. Antarctic operator Alex RN1ANC is on the Russian Vostok Station, Antarctica, where he will be until February 2018. His call sign again, RI1ANC, and during his spare time he will be active on CWSSB and digital. QSL manager is RN1ON. Richard G3RWL will be reactivating his 8P6DR call sign from Barbados to the 20th of April. He will be active on CWM ready on 80 metres to 10 metres. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it's relayed on 146.825 and 146.850 at 9am. I'm Gordon, VK4VP. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that tomorrow, Monday, April the 3rd, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin goes to air. As well as all the usual REOTC news, this month we have part two of the three-part series on broadcasting in Australia. Some information on absorbent concrete plus another potted biography of someone who made a significant contribution to the development of wireless communication. Today we have a special announcement. Tomorrow's 20 metre broadcast will commence as usual at 0100 UTC on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, but will be transmitted from Adelaide by Hans VK5YX, while Bill VK3BR takes a well-earned break. 20 meter listeners are asked to make a special effort to call back to hands afterwards, so just repeating tomorrow's 20 meter broadcast at 0100 UTC comes from hands VK5YX in Adelaide. An hour later at 0200 UTC there will be a 40 meter transmission from Perth on 7088 kHz lower sideband 
with a simultaneous transmission via all NewsWest linked repeaters. Additional local VHF and HF relays also take place. Details can be found at the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au As well as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to enjoy tomorrow's half-hour program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. And we hope to hear your call sign amongst them. Sim 3 from Clive, VK6, CSW. Well, that does take us to the end of WIA and the National News Service for another week. On the social scene, EMDRC wishes to thank everybody who attended the friendly ham fest last Sunday. Apparently a great day was had by all. The 2018 Hamfest will be held at the Great Ryrie Primary School again. This is in Heathmont on Sunday the 25th of March 2018. So plenty of time to plan your leave pass for another great day out. EMDRC certainly hope to see you there in 2018. April 9 in VK6, Hargfest, the Les Morty Hall at 96 Gladys Road. April 28 to May 1 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering between Rockhampton and Mackay. And as yet, we've had no notification that that event has been postponed due to Debbie hitting town. May 13 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club Hamfest, 10am at the Southern Community Centre, Mulgrave. And May 19 in VK, the WIA AGM at Harndorf, just some 25 kilometres from Adelaide. Certainly as Grant, VK5GR, has been explaining for the last month or so, there are some fantastic events lined up demonstrations and lectures so get along there and of course it'll be a great spot to get along and meet all the new WIA directors so congratulations once again to everybody and also we'd like to thank the directors in the past that have helped here with VK1 WIA and the National News Service particularly our president VK2 ASD Roger Harrison VK2 ZRH and VK3PC Jim Linton We'll be back next week along with Robert Broomhead VK3DN and Brian VK3GR I'm Graham VK4BB Walk softly From Australia this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service On RF we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.